0: Hey everyone, it's Donna.
1: Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about a podcast called Unstructured. It's an interview podcast, and I was lucky enough a couple weeks ago to be interviewed for the show. I recommend the show highly. So I'm going to share a short clip with you, and then we'll get started with the show.
0: My name is Eric Hunley, and I host Unstructured. On Unstructured, I have intimate conversation with a diverse range of people. I've interviewed a presidential candidate and a felon, not the same person. I've even chatted with a musher. Yep, a sledder behind a pack of dogs. And in these conversations,
1: we learn what drives these folks. Please, come check out Unstructured.
0: You can find Unstructured wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: You're listening to The Diarist, a Red Couch Black Dog production. Episode 9, An Unlikely Friendship.
2: You can't imagine how it is to be so lonely. Richard said it often, and it was true. With time on my hands, should I have known? Mother always said it. Idle hands are the devil's tools. And so it was. With my career over and the girls rejecting my calls, worst of all, life without Mother plummeted me into terror. It seems as controlling as she was, she kept me in line. I hurt all the time, a sadness and loneliness like I'd never known. But when Richard returned from work, sometimes late, and don't you know on those days my mind wandered into a dark, jealous territory. My time was alone, and in the afternoons, caring for Margaret. Father and I still met for lunch on Wednesdays, but I found our relationship dull and tiring it seems he and I spun in the same circle over and over his seeming adoration and acceptance of me felt disingenuous had father always gained more from our relationship than I so that left my days with an aching boredom and loneliness my nights were full of Richard and soon it was only him he was the clockwork of my life Never before, a girl to be off-balance, I was suddenly consumed by Richard. I had a brewing anger, but he settled it with his touch, his affection. That's when a seed of curiosity began sprouting, Margaret. There was a foreboding in her ghostly presence in my relationship with Richard. Oh dear reader, I began to wonder if I was doomed to go crazy, just like Margaret.
3: residence. Elizabeth speaking. Oh, hello, Elizabeth. How are you today? Oh, things are just fine today, Andrea. Mrs. Hayes is quite cheery. Still confused, but... Oh, is it
2: the new medication?
3: Yes, now that you mention it, I think it is. The doctor said it helps with agitation as well as depression. She's a little more responsive. That's wonderful news. She is talking my ear off. (laughs) Oh, you poor dear. I know how draining that can be. I just have so much to do to get the Hayes ready for their Thanksgiving trip. Their trip, yes, Mr. Hayes will be taking Miss Margot to her grandmother's house in Maryland. Oh, I didn't know her grandmother's her grandmother's house, yes, Mrs. Hayes lives in Maryland. They spend Thanksgiving with the Hayes family every year. His parents, well, his mother, yes, I believe he has a brother down there as well. They'll leave next Wednesday. They do it every year. Oh, he must have told me, but I, I didn't know. I mean, I must have forgotten. I'll have to... I mean, I'll be glad to have the time to myself to help my... Oh dear, I hope I'm not spoiling a surprise. He told me you were going along to help with Margot. that the three of you would take the train. I've already purchased the tickets. Three? He did? Oh yes, of course. I I don't know where my mind's been lately. Of course I knew that. I've been busy, too. It must have slipped my mind. At any rate, there's so much to do, not to mention my own family. You know, my sister has quite a large family, and our relatives, from as far as Raleigh coming, and now the... What about Margaret? Has poor Margaret nowhere to go? I'll be with her until the holiday, and then a nurse will come by on Thanksgiving. That's terribly sad. I'll be with her most of the day, and her new medication... Say, Elizabeth, why don't I come early today and sit with
2: Mrs. Hayes... Well, you take a couple hours and run some errands. Oh, that would make a world of difference. And what sort of things do you need to get for Margot? There's no reason I can't go clothes shopping with her. That would help also. Just a new pinafore and a few things. It will be fun. She won't be home for a few hours yet. I'll come sit with Margaret. I have
3: nothing to do this afternoon. Then I'll take Margot to get clothes for the trip. You say you'll be here right away? I'll leave now and get an early start on the errands. Yes, I'll be there shortly. I'll take a taxi over right now.
2: Hello? Hello? Hello, Margaret? Is that you? It's Andrea. May I come in? Uh, Yes,
1: I've been waiting for you.
2: Oh. Did Elizabeth say I was coming for a visit? She did.
1: Indeed, she did while she's gone to London. Sit down, Lola.
2: It's Andrea. You know better. Yes, you said already. Are you confused, dear?
1: I'm, um... I'm afraid so. I, uh, believe the medicine has gotten my head all tangled up. Have you, um... Have you read any botanical reference books recently?
2: No. Is it the Milltown? The medicine, I mean. Something else, too. They said... Willow's Tale. That doesn't sound right. Well, what have you brought me? I haven't brought anything, I'm afraid. Would you like to sleep? I can sit with you or wait for Margo in the other room. Oh, Lola. It's nice to see you. Isn't there an old
1: song called Lola? Do you suppose your mother named you after
2: it? (laughs) I don't know any song named Lola. And you... Sure you do. Lola, Lola. Give me your answer, too. That's Daisy, not Lola. Hmm.
1: Sing it, won't you, though? I'd be terribly embarrassed... I'm not much of a singer. Who cares? I won't remember. I'll hum the tune. Just sing a line or two. All right. I suppose if it will make you feel better. But please, I'm really not. Go on. I'll start humming. Come in whenever you want.
0: Hmm?
2: Hmm? 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 Daisy? Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm half crazy over the likes of you. It won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford a carriage. If you look sweep upon the, the seat. A bicycle built Thank for you. two. <laughs> Why have you got me singing, Margaret? <laughs> <laughs> you're, uh. You're early, aren't you? Yes. To be honest, I wanted to have a visit with you. I've grown quite fond of you, Margaret. I didn't expect to put on a performance, though. I wanted to talk with you. What a lovely thing to say, Lola.
1: Here, we've just met. I must make a very indelible impression. When a stranger sings a tune with you, you know it's, well, it's something. <laughs>
2: I would say so.
1: Well, sit down. (laughs) Why don't you get us a scotch? You know, curiosity killed the cat.
2: It's a little early for that, don't you think?
1: Oh, it's an old saying. Well, how about a cigarette
2: then? I brought some for us so we wouldn't have to snoop around Richard's study. Oh, a great deal can be gained from snooping. You'd be
1: surprised.
2: I'm sure you're right. I'm just not prepared for the wrath of Mr. Hayes, should I cross him. You
1: have no idea.
2: Here, have a smoke. You like these Chesterfields, don't you?
1: Anything will do. What did you want to talk about?
2: You don't mind?
1: Not at all. I have no one to talk to. You know, I used to have quite a few friends. Quite a few, indeed. One or two in particular. We'd sing and... They don't do that much anymore, do they? Have you ever read William Blake? The poet? (laughs) Do you know another?
2: I haven't read much poetry. I'm afraid I'm not the... Well, I prefer more serious topics. Oh, William Blake was serious, all right. How did you come to be in this predicament, Margaret?
1: You mean with... Mr. Hayes.
2: Mr. Richard Hayes. Well, yes. I think I have an idea. Was it because of Margot? You could say that. Sometimes you seem
1: quite coherent. That's why I'm baffled. Don't be. You should have seen me in my youth. Very coherent. Sometimes full sentences just...
2: (laughs) But you are young. How old are you, anyway? Guess. I'd guess 28.
1: Close. If my memory serves, I'm... 23. I believe it. You have very youthful skin.
2: When's your birthday?
1: July 10th, 1930.
2: Oh, silly! You're 26! Just like me. We're the same age.
1: Almost twins. Give me my pills, would you?
2: Are, are you feeling are you anxious, Margaret? Am I am I upsetting you? I don't want to. Why don't I wait in the other room? No, it's it's just time. Clockwork.
1: Otherwise demons <laughs> It keeps them out of my head at
2: the cost of my sanity. Have you always did you always have these afflictions, demons as you call them? Just it. get them, why don't you? Of course I will. These here, no town? Yes. Give me two, why don't you? Two it says here just one every Hand four me hours.
1: the bottle, Emma Bovary.
2: Woman of low morals. It's a terrible thing to say. You don't need to attack me. I'm trying to be your friend. Give me the bottle. Well, then you'll just sleep, won't you? When was the last time you took one, Margaret? Yes.
1: On second thought, go wait in the other room. Bring me a glass of water first, won't you,
2: dear? There's one right there on the table.
1: Anyone can see it's full of poison.
2: Why don't you talk with me for a while? In fact, I have a few hours before Elizabeth or Margot returns. A few hours?
1: Have you lost your mind? I'll be long gone by then, I'm afraid. Back in dreamland, where the girls sing bicycle built for two, and the boys keep their mouths shut.
2: Oh, Margaret. We've become friends, haven't we? Isn't that right?
1: No. You simply like me because I can't remember anything from day to day.
2: Well, I consider us friends. You know I don't have any friends at all anymore. Would you please? What is it?
1: Give me the pill bottle, then leave. I was instructed to stay. By whom? Which calculating scientist told you that? Nobody cares if I'm asleep.
2: Oh, I have an idea. How about I fix you up? Fix your hair and help you put some makeup on? How about that? You can take the pills afterwards, but, well, I I could take you outside. When was the last time you were out of the apartment? What are you talking about? Give me my pills. Just listen, will you? Why should you sleep all day? Fresh air and sunshine would do you good. Look here. That was you, Margaret. Youthful and lovely. You're only 26. That's still young. Let me help you. What choice do you have?
1: That was the worst day of my life.
2: This wedding picture? Your wedding day? Oh, Margaret, don't be silly. You were a beautiful bride. (laughs)
1: More like a hostage.
2: May I look in your closet? What for? To see what you have to wear.
1: Nothing but housecoats. You'll see. They've taken it all. Seems I don't dress the way a lad. There
2: must be something in here. How long have you been confined to your bed? And why? Even a girl with troubles like yours deserves the dignity of proper attire. You know what you sound like? No.
1: What? A home economics teacher. (laughs) The dignity of proper
2: attire do you follow all these rules, Andrea? Well, maybe I am. Or should be a home economics teacher. Since I no longer have any opportunities for a career in the business world, I'm stuck in drab endless days. Maybe you were meant to fly the coop? I don't have any
1: clothes, dear. Plain and simple. What do you mean? You only have night clothes? But why? Well, I haven't seen any in a long time. Real clothes. Margaret, are you telling me the truth? Look around. Tell me if you can find any. And then ask the man of the house what he's done with them. Every single stitch. He hates the sight of me. At one time... Have you hidden them? I would leave if I had clothes. They both know it. Who? What both? You know what I call those two? Who? Which two? I call them purveyors of sabotage.
2: Are you speaking of Elizabeth and Richard? You can't blame Elizabeth. She has to do what she's told. You're naive.
1: naive.
2: Give me another cigarette. All right. Here. You shouldn't smoke so much. We'll get to the bottom of this later. Perhaps for now I'll lend you my overcoat. We'll take a taxi back to my apartment and you can borrow some of mine. On the way home, we'll stop at Neiman Marcus. Thank goodness I still have the charge card in father's name. I'm sure my mother would like to cut off my clothes allowance, too. I
1: I haven't gone anywhere in a long time. I'm not sure I'm in any shape. My brain is very unpredictable. You know, uh, they'll haul me off to the hospital if I make one wrong move.
2: You're afraid, aren't you, dear? But don't you see? Being afraid of the world is what makes everyone think you are crazy. Well, yes, I suppose so. But don't you see? You just have to get through the nerves. Get on with your life. But I'm not well. Yes, because you've been taking this mill town. I'm afraid you may be dependent on these pills. You know, these may be half the problem. My mother knew a woman, my aunt actually, who had terrible bouts of anxiety when she stopped taking them. It took a whole year.
1: I'm sure my problems run
2: deeper. Well, look at you. We've had a perfectly rational conversation for over five minutes. Sometimes I think you're playing with me, Margaret. Are you? Hmm. Margaret, do you know what I just realized? Standing here looking at you? What is it? You're quite beautiful. Oh, brother. Aren't you sweet? Don't be sarcastic. I can see now. I suppose it was the photograph. You're beautiful there, but you're just lovely.
1: Don't you know I don't care about that? Do I need to broadcast it on the airwaves? Listen up, world. I don't
2: want to be beautiful. Oh, Margaret, stop it, would you? What a thing to be defensive about. You see, the fact that you don't care makes you the best kind of girl. Oh, is that so? How does it? Beauty and, well, humility. No
1: one likes a conceited girl. Andrea, who cares what anyone likes? Why do you
2: care so much about what people think? Certainly at one time you did. How about I fix your hair and help you with some makeup? No one will know you're in a nightdress under my coat, and then we'll get you some clothes. Really, I would have thought someone would have thought of this sooner. Elizabeth has never suggested... Besides, didn't you have clothes after you were married? Where have they gone? We'll give you one mill town to settle your nerves. Only one. Oh, Margaret, how about I take you to a nice, sophisticated lunch? Would you? I would love to. Would you like to? I... Lose my mind. (laughs) I'd I'd go crazy. You wouldn't at all. It would be so wonderful. You'll see. You'll take a mill town and then we'll... Yes. We'll get you dressed up nice in some of my clothes and then we'll go to the Lotus Room at the Grand Hotel. Do you know it? Margaret, when was the last time you went out to lunch? Get me another cigarette, will you? You've got one right there in your hand. Stop being so boorish. We'll share another smoke at lunch. Oh, we'll be like two socialites out for lunch. You see, I won't need my old friends at the office. Those girls are a bunch of gossips. We'll be friends.
1: Give me the milltown now and a drink.
2: If you agree to let me take you out. Here, one milltown now and a drink when we get to the restaurant. If you get the slightest bit nervous, I'll take you home immediately. All right. Can I keep the clothes you loan me? Of course, but you won't have to. I'll buy you clothes of your own. But yes, if you want, you can have them. You'll have the pick of my closet. Whatever you like. Oh, wonderful. Oh, Margaret, doesn't it seem like we're old friends? How about I put on a record? Let's see what you have. Do you have any cosmetics?
1: No, I never use cosmetics.
2: Well, I'm sure that's a flat out fib. I've seen your wedding picture.
1: It isn't a lie at all. What type of girl do you think I am, Andrea? I was never a girl for fashion or cosmetics. Don't you know anything about me? Don't you know what kind of girl I am?
2: No, I'm afraid I don't. How could I? But you'll tell me all of it at lunch. Oh, I know it's a strange, it's a peculiar situation, but isn't that just the way things are sometimes? What about my hair? I, um, I worry that it's gotten thin. Hmm. To be honest, it is a problem, but perhaps... Let me see. If I comb it... Yes, dear. You know, the next time we'll have to go to a salon and then back to Neiman Marcus. But I can manage today. It's long, so that will help us quite a bit. We can style it up in a twist and that will give it more volume. For what a cruel old bat my mother is, she did teach me the finer things.
1: (laughs) I thought I was the only one with a cruel old bat for a mother. I'm
2: afraid not. Let's get your hair and makeup done. Oh, look at the time. We still have a few hours before I take Margot out for a new pinafore. Then I'm afraid my day will be completely full.
1: I don't envy you.
2: No? You'd rather be stuck up here in your room, is that it?
1: Maybe so. How about I borrow that pretty hat you had on when you came in?
2: My hat? The little Juliet cap? The navy... Oh, see? Listen to you. Don't care much about fashion, and here you can name the style of my hat.
1: It would cover the back... May I?
2: Of course, whatever you like. I'll get it. Let me see, I'll help you with it. I still have my pins in it. We'll just adjust it. Come here by the mirror. Stand in front of me. Here, in front of the mirror. There we are. Let me just... Is it Chanel? Pardon? My perfume? Yes, uh, Chanel number five.
1: I recognize it. I can smell it on your wrists.
2: Here, I can't fix the hat with you holding my hand like that. There. You look lovely in my Juliet cap.
1: Would you sit with me for a moment while I, um, catch my nerves?
2: Sure, of course. Sit here on the bed. Should I get you a glass of water? No, I'm alright. Just sit with me, would you? Of course. Why are you looking at me like that?
1: I'm trying to determine if I can trust you.
2: Oh dear. Let's not get emotional. We've still got to get you to my apartment and pick an outfit. Then to the Lotus Room. It's very likely.
1: I'll go crazy. Have you ever met a girl after surgery?
2: What sort of surgery? You know... For... Mental problems. You mean... Do you mean a lobotomy? Yes.
1: That's right. That's exactly what I mean. You've heard of it, haven't you? That's what happened to Tennessee Williams's sister. And that actress. I know a girl.
2: Here, dear, dear, your cigarette is going to fall and burn your nightgown. You can trust me to protect you from that. I won't let you go crazy. How's that?
1: But not from him. From who? From Richard.
2: You'll tell me all about it sometime, but not now, all right? I'm afraid my world's fallen apart, too, Margaret. You're not the only one. How about we... How about we... What are you doing, Margaret? I'm reading your palm. My palm?
1: Here, put the cigarette out for me.
2: Can you really? You're an ordinary girl. How could you... See here.
1: This long line.
2: What does it say? What do you see?
1: You're going to live a long life.
2: Is that right?
1: Oh, but you see here, your love line, there is a deep path here, cutting through. True love? No, I'm afraid not. You see here, you see how it runs deep, but it splits off here at the side of your
2: hand? Yes, yes, I can see that. What does it mean?
1: Do you want the truth? It would behoove me, as your palmist, to warn you that the truth can be painful. (laughs) Silly. Forget. Don't pull your hand away, dear. Women pay fortunes for this, and I'm giving it to you for free. I can already tell what you're going to predict. Is that so? What am I going to predict? That Richard will leave me? For his new secretary? Oh, that's rather pessimistic. He seems like an honorable man to me. I'm being sarcastic.
2: (laughs) You are funny. Oh, I shouldn't laugh, but I can't help it. Honestly, what does it mean?
1: You're going to leave. You'll leave him. His line, see here? It doesn't run deep at all. You are ahead of your time, and your dreams will come true. You should have been born 30 years from now.
2: Is that right? Yes, but you're
1: ambitious.
2: You don't think I'll marry Richard?
1: No, it doesn't look like it.
2: You can see it, can't you? The cliffhanger? Just as in the movies, the girl walking into a dark room, your heart beating and your mind screaming, No, don't go! That was me, wasn't it? If I thought Richard would be angry with me for snooping around his office, didn't a part of me know he would be furious with me for befriending Margaret? For taking his shuddered wife into the light of day, fraying her mind in some small way. A witness to something that I felt but didn't know. You see, I did have an ounce of sympathy. Later, I might be accused of lacking any compassion. Curiosity was fading, and in its place, a deep pain for Margaret was taking hold. Who was this girl? She was smart, wasn't she? Whoever had harmed her couldn't take that away from her. Yes, I've said it. Whoever harmed her, this girl had been harmed. "'yet I, on the other hand, was also no Joan of Arc. "'I was neither martyr nor saint.' Thank you so much for listening to The Diarist. As you probably know, if you are a podcast listener, reviews are so, so important to the life of a podcast and positive reviews can really make a difference. So if you are enjoying us, please consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or if you'd like to help us financially, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash Diarist. Any financial contribution helps so much to keep us going with our production and distribution. Follow us on Twitter at, at Diarist Podcast, And again, and most importantly, thank you so much for listening.